What exactly is your role as a honorary consul? What are you doing? Oh, so I am the eyes and ears of the Netherlands in Manitoba. So what means is that I keep a pulse on the economy and the politics of what is happening. So that if an opportunity happens, um, you know, if Manitoba focuses on a particular sector or if there's a, a business opportunity, I relay that to the, uh, the consulate for them to be aware and to share with the Dutch company. Or if there's political changes, how does that impact Know, the foreign affairs of Manitoba, how would that impact the Netherlands? Right. And I'm also a connector, so I open doors. So if there's a, you know, a Dutch delegation that comes here, whether it's economic or political, uh, I can arrange some of these connections to government or to private sector and even research or academia and open those doors to introduce to each other so I facilitate the connection and then there's another small aspect of my job where I um, I help Dutch in distress thankfully it doesn't happen very often but um, in case there's someone that is you know coming from the Netherlands and needs an emergency passport or if there's um, someone who ends up in jail or someone who ends up in the hospital or there's an issue then I am there I am a, a person that they can count on rather than uh, a robot or a computer or something. What is your personal connection to the Netherlands originally? Well, uh, besides being Belgian, that doesn't help much. Uh, but what happened is before I was approached by the, uh, the consul at the time to become the honorary consul, I, had, I was working with the World Trade Center. All right. And with the World Trade Center, uh, I organized many um, connections with the Dutch because the Netherlands has many World Trade Centers in the Netherlands. And so we were doing business exchanges between the Netherlands and Manitoba. So I learned a lot on that, especially in the sectors of, of, um, of water, wastewater, water resource, uh, waste management. So, and circular economy. So those sectors were very tied to what the um, Manitoba economy and the Dutch economy were related, including agriculture. And when it was a fit with the Netherlands, I would then work with that company to work with the World Trade Center in the Netherlands and say, okay, this company is in, let's say, wastewater. They are looking for a particular technology. And then the World Trade Center in the Netherlands would say, oh, yes, I know three companies in the Netherlands that specialize in that kind of technology. So then we would make that connection and then they could talk about the specific technology. That's an example. Are there particular economical areas where you do think now the Dutch and Canadian can intensify their cooperation? Absolutely. The Canada plan for the Netherlands, okay, so the consulate every year comes up with a plan of what sectors they're going to focus on within Canada. Yes. And those are very aligned with Manitoba's priority sectors. Okay. So from ag agriculture and water, for example, are two massive ones. Um, human rights is another one because we have the Canadian Museum for Human Rights here in, in Manitoba in Winnipeg. So there's special areas of collaboration that are a great fit between the two uh, between the two 
challenges to which the Dutch companies are well equipped. Okay. Let me give you an idea. Uh, we have a lot of flooding. We have a lot of issues with our water. And the Dutch are specialized in water management. The, we have a massive hog industry, right, where we're looking for technology and innovation in terms of how to manage the animal welfare and the, um, the management of waste. So again, that's an opportunity where the Dutch are specialized. Um, we have challenges in terms of um, in, in terms of intensified agriculture. We're really good here to, to have some crops that are very uh, surface intensive. Right. But we are looking at more opportunities to expand our season, such as with greenhouses, or how to do more of the vertical agriculture. That's another opportunity where the Dutch have uh, years of experience. Now, the challenge that the Dutch face is that our weather is a, a big challenge. So we have very cold here, and so some of the technologies from the Netherlands need to be adapted to the cold weather. And another one is that our uh, population is very sparse, so we're very spread out. We're not very dense. And so some of the technologies were made for dense areas. So that's a way where um, Dutch companies can innovate and learn as well from the Canadian and Manitoban market to develop their technologies further so that they can in turn be more equipped for other places in the world that are like us. To put it in a, in a small sales pitch, for example, why Canada? What would you say? Because I immigrated here, so I chose to move here. And the biggest reason why I chose to move here is the values. It's the values of the people. Because it's a country that encourages uh, diversity, it encourages sustainability, it encourages uh, to try new things and be innovative. And I think that translates not just to a person, but it translates to a business. And so if a business is looking to align values with Canada's values, then it's a great business case and a business opportunity that will be successful. That's what I think. What gives the final push for a, for a go, so to say, for a deal? I think for business, I think it's resilience. So it's the, um, it's not being afraid to fail because you won't succeed the first time. And especially in international business, you will be connected with one company and then another and then another. And it's very rare that on the first try, it works out. You don't necessarily find your match or, um, or success right away, but it's perseverance and resilience and how you continue to try to find the next uh, the next opportunity uh, or adapt your product or your service and continuously be okay to change and adapt. So I think that's the secret to, uh, to success, especially growing internationally. You've been doing this now for five years. What's really top yeah. of mind? A few years ago, I was invited to meet the king and queen of the Netherlands. And uh, because every few years, I think it's 
about every five years, but of course with the pandemic it's thrown a wrench in there. Um, the, all the honorary consuls of the Netherlands are invited to the Netherlands to uh, for two days of meetings uh, to connect with each other because as honoraries we don't connect with the other honorary consuls um, who are doing the same thing in different countries. Uh, but we got to meet with each other, uh, exchange and discuss. We felt very valued by the Netherlands in what we do. And because these are non-paid positions, um, it, it, it felt really good to, to hear uh, from the government that it was important what we were doing. And to be able to go to the palace and meet the king and queen, that was a huge highlight of my career. That was absolutely amazing. And um, it, it gives me the strength of continuing what I do and to, to try to open as many doors as I can for, for Dutch companies. What then could the Dutch learn from the Canadian people in Manitoba? How we leverage technology to adapt to our own environment because our environment is very different. Um, so if we have you know, uh, have to go up north and it's not accessible except in the winter by winter roads. How do we manage that? And we use drone technology or other types of technology that uh, sometimes the, learn, the Dutch can learn to adapt to their own and then become more profitable in other markets because then they can service northern countries, the Arctic and others. Um, in terms of precision agriculture, it allows us because of the big services that we have, have to be more efficient. Now, the Dutch don't necessarily have that problem because it's more compact, but they can still learn from what we developed here to, to also uh, leverage into their own. Soon it will be International Women's Day. Is there an advice you have to ambitious women? Oh, I, you know what? I'm very passionate about women's rights because um, When I finished my engineering years ago, yes. um, I was not. We were not very many, uh, and it was a difficult time as a as a woman engineer back then. So it's something that I push a lot, and I encourage a lot of women. We uh, in Canada, it's something that's being pushed, right? So women empowering women in the business. Uh, COVID did not help. So to me, the, the more I can do to encourage women and connect women to to business and in their career, the more I want to. So I, you know, I mentor a few young women. It's something that I really enjoy doing. What's your advice? What did you learn? What I learned is surrounding yourself with a few champions. So people who can lift you up, and they can be men or women. Because um, my husband is one of the biggest advocates of women, allowing me to do my job and, and I travel, he watches the kids. Um, it's, it's finding those people and I have other women who support me in my career. And when it gets really hard, they are the ones that I go to to continue. So surrounding yourself with a few individuals that champion your cause is one of the biggest allies, I find. Who wants to know more about uh, opportunities in Manitoba? I know there's other channels that they can do that, but uh, um, I'd love to help.